1: It unfortunately got away from her. It got to a dumpster uh, set, and what we had inside there, it appears to be some sort of flammable liquids. It exploded, and unfortunately, her hands were burned. Fortunately, uh, burns weren't extensive. Very fortunate uh, not to have any serious injuries.
0: The voice there you're hearing is Toronto Fires. Uh, Chief David Quinn talking about uh, the latest encampment fire, which if you were driving on the Gardner um, on Wednesday, Tuesday Tuesday night during rush hour, you may have seen it. It was around the Fort York. It was actually by the Fort York, very historic buildings. And um, this involved several tents spread to some trees. Uh, they were able to contain it, contain it. And thankfully, the person burned. It's going to be okay, but it is lucky. But we are in the cold temperatures. This is now a daily risk and we got record numbers of these camps. And this is just the second encampment fire we have had in days. So homeless advocates are asking the city to implement the recommendations of the Grant Faulkner inquest. You might not remember this, but this um, report was issued back in 2018. And it basically had a list of things that the uh, city of Toronto had to do, including distributing you know, fire-safe equipment to encampment residents. I don't know where this is going in the program. I don't know if Toronto Fire has been able to uh, get tools in. But again, we have record numbers of people living in encampments, and we are just into the cold weather now. and We're already starting to see the fires. Let me bring in Jim Jessett, Deputy Fire Chief for Toronto Fire. It is great to have you.
1: Uh, good morning. Thank you. Uh, Thank for the invitation.
0: You know, we're at the start of the season already, and um, this certainly won't be the last. Thankfully, uh, no one was killed here, but we have had people die. Grant Faulkner back uh, back a few years ago uh, was killed in minus 15 degree weather, all because he was trying to stay warm, and then the camp that he was in caught fire. Inquest comes around, and they put a whole bunch of recommendations forward. Have any of those been put in place?
1: Well, like any inquest, there are m- multiple recommendations that are put to multiple levels of government, so I certainly am not in a position um, you know to speak to what uh, has been put in place by you know the province or any any other sort of agency that may have been part of that. I don't have that inquest or the recommendations in front of me. Mm-hmm. What I will say is this: uh, you know the city of Toronto, um, you know going back a number of years has has some of the most um, robust protocols in terms of being proactive. In dealing with what is a very complex um, you know and tragic social situation um, you know the interdivisional working group uh, uh, following the Ombudsman's report has been put in place and Toronto Fire over the last number of years has been certainly one of the most proactive departments that I'm aware of in the country uh, in terms of what we have done uh, you know to try to mitigate uh, these types of situations so for example we have 20 uh, percent of our public educators uh, are dedicated to visiting uh, the encampments uh, providing fire safety information speaking to residents uh, looking for hazardous materials and, and removing those when we do find them so for example propane tanks and mm-hmm. um, and fuel um you know when we identify that uh, there's an accumulation of combustibles similar to what happened at bellevue park last weekend you know we do our best you know to work with all city agencies collaboratively with shelter support and housing um, you know and with our other partners and trying to deal with this very complex issue uh, similarly when we we had uh, a number of fires a number of years ago increase and the risk profile given you know what we have all seen especially with some of the flammable and combustible liquids, uh, we've also increased the amount of resources dispatched to the report of a fire so that we have the appropriate amount of resources, you know, to perform all of the critical tasks simultaneously and, and dealing with mitigating the spread of the fire in, in some of these encampments. So, uh, you know, they're, they're, at this point, you know, we have done uh, and continue to do and we continue to learn. Um, you know, everything we can right now, um, and we've invested significant resources in, in trying to mitigate the problem. Um, and at this point, you know, it, it, it's something that, you know, that is much bigger than yeah. the Toronto fire.
0: Oh, f- for sure. Which is why, you know, you're talking and my head's like, I don't know how on earth, you know, we're supposed to get even ahead of this or even keep up with it, given they're so spread out. We have many, many more of these encampments all over the place. You know, we've got big ones then we've got smaller ones you know, and if one tent goes, I mean, they're just completely combustible. Everything in an encampment is very combustible. Is it um, inconceivable, um, Chief, that you could put a fire extinguisher at these things? You know, one thing we don't want to do is normalize these things, but at the same time, they're here. We need, you know, people need heat. And uh, do they have the kind of uh, materials to have a a fire extinguisher or anything?
1: Well, this is certainly something, you know, I, I've been asked this question a number of times, to be very honest, and I know that that was, you know, uh, there was a similar recommendation in the Falker inquest. Uh, and again, um, you know, we, we've looked at everything. I've, I've spoken to a number of other chiefs across the country that actually had explored that option before and actually reversed that decision uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, primarily, when, you know, we get into this type of weather, when you're getting into, you know, minus 10, 15, 20 degrees, uh, the other question we always get asked is, well, why don't we just go and install smoke alarms uh, in some of these structures? Oh, uh, and, the, and, and the answer is they're not designed to work outside. The right. And so what Toronto Fire does not want to do is provide a false sense of security where, you know, someone goes uh, to grab a fire extinguisher and it's minus 30 and it may not work. Right. Um, you know, somebody thinks that because they've installed smoke alarms in their structure outside uh, and it's minus 25, Uh, they have a false sense of security because those devices, you know, are tested and designed to work under certain conditions. And certainly, uh, you know, outside for prolonged periods of time where they're not tested and maintained as required under the fire code, uh, we actually think it could be worse off by providing people a false sense of security. So, you know, we have made this strategic decision based on the best information we have, you know, to make the personal contact, to send our professional public educators uh, to the encampments, uh, to provide literature, to speak with, uh, you know, the occupants and the residents, uh, to work with them, to help them understand, you know, if you're going to be out here, um, uh, you know, this is what is you know best recommended to protect you and your loved ones. Uh, and then from the reactive side, as I said, we've also increased the number of resources on our initial dispatch. So, um, you know, as I said, this is a complex a tragic social problem that uh, but you're absolutely right uh, you know we've had a number of fires in the last number of days and thankfully nobody has been seriously injured or, or, or killed mm-hmm. uh, but it's just a, it's a problem we're going to have to continue working together you know what uh, we're one of many cogs in the wheel on this
0: yeah and we're not even like really uh, two weeks into the really cold weather so we haven't even begun this so what is the biggest concern uh, for you and your crews this year, uh, given there are many, many more of these things, and they're spread out all over the place.
1: Well, you know, our, our fears are are, uh, are are the same for any report of a fire. You know, our primary focus is life safety. Uh, you know, whether it's it's an encampment, whether it's an apartment fire like our crews responded to uh, last evening, or or the, the the tragic fire we had the other day at one of the shelter hotels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anytime Toronto Fire is dispatched for the report of a fire, our primary focus is on life safety. It's on search and rescue. And then secondary, it's on making sure that we contain the fire to either the area unit or building of origin. So uh, we apply the same principles uh, responding to, uh, you know, reported the fires and encampments. Again, which is why, um, you know, we, we've increased the number of resources initially dispatched. But because of the unique uh, risk profile that these encampments uh, have demonstrated in the last, last number of years, that is why, as the fire chief spoke to yesterday, uh, we strategically and, and deliberately have increased our public information, public education, and our outreach to those living, you know, in these uh, in these encampments to, um, you know, provide them the best information so that they can make you know informed decisions on their fire safety. Uh, they have the information. Uh, and when we do come across hazardous situations, whether it's excessive combustible materials, whether it's, um, you know, flammable and combustible liquids, then we work with them and we work with our city partners, our other city division partners to make sure that those, you know, issues that could result in immediate threat to life or, or a higher risk of a fire are removed.
0: Boy, oh boy, very big challenge. No question about it. I appreciate your time on it.
1: You're very welcome. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: All right. Take care. That is uh, Jim Jessup. Deputy Fire Chief for Toronto Fire. This is a challenge for all fire crews across, uh, you know, Ontario anyway. All these encampments, you know, you got to keep an eye on them. And it takes like a spark from a propane tank or a fire or a barrel fire, whatever you're doing, for one to go up and then they all go up. And you saw how much garbage and refuse was at a a Toronto encampment last week that went up in, in flames. I mean, there's just a ton of garbage. And if it's not kept, then it all goes up. What's the solution? You know, we're supposed to have recommendations in place so that um, people living in these encampments can, can defend themselves or protect themselves, but we're not supposed to have encampments.